Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Eric Levi. And people would, you know, put their stacks up there and they'd be like, hey, this is my stack. What do you think? And it would be like a mountain of supplement bottles put together and they would be like, yeah, this is my stack. This is my morning stack. This is my afternoon stack. This is my nighttime stack. This is my middle of the night stack. You know, this is what I take when I'm going on a date. This is what I take when I'm doing homework. I mean, there's just stacks for everything. And they're like, what am I missing? And I'm looking at this, I'm like, what are you missing, dude? The only thing you're missing is money from your bank account because you just (laughs) wasted it on all those supplements. How is it not working for you? So why are you wasting your time taking all of these supplements if they're not working? Basically what you did was you turn your supplements into a drug habit. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Thank you so much for pressing play today. We welcome a new guest on the show, Eric Levi, who's an amazing certified holistic nutritional therapy practitioner based out of Puerto Rico. And he has founded an awesome website called holisticnootropics.com. We're going to get into his story. How does a comedian in New York City who is a vegan and really leading towards a path of unhealthy living, eating lean cuisines, go from that to being a health coach, educating so many people? We'll get into that. We're going to get into the inspiration behind his website, Holistic Nootropics, and why people want to get healthy. They want to take supplements, but they're being duped by marketing, and they're not actually getting the products they're looking for. So he does a lot of great research calling out all these companies that are doing it wrong and making sure he highlights the companies doing it the right way. We get into the topic of nootropics and brain health and how it's important to have mental clarity and focus and how to achieve that. We get into why fish oil is not as beneficial as you might think. You probably have heard me speak about that before. Eric agrees, and we'll talk about that. We'll get into the problem with synthetic multivitamins and what to look for in your multivitamin to make sure it's the real deal. We get into a favorite topic of mine, rotating your supplements, which will benefit your overall wellness. And he's going to share how he does it, how he rotates it. And it actually inspired me to create a similar rotation. We'll get into BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. This is miracle grow for your brain. The more you produce, the more creative you are, the more resilient you are, the better you feel. He'll talk about his favorite ways to stimulate BDNF. Then we'll get into the topic of postprandial glucose, meaning after you eat a meal, 
if your glucose is elevated too much, not good. It could be damaging your blood vessels and aging faster. Eric will share his favorite ways to lower postprandial glucose. And then we finish the episode with a very important discussion for those doing keto about the gallbladder and the liver and the connection with bile. Bile is beautiful. It breaks down fat. And many of the time when somebody struggles on keto is because they produce sluggish bile. So what can you do about this? Eric will break it down and so much more. So before I bring him on, I do want to take this opportunity to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Yo Judy titled Simply the Best. Ben provides up-to-date, cutting-edge information in a succinct, easy-to-understand manner. He is a natural teacher, and his advice, which is free, is spot on. He tests and experiments with things that I don't have the time to research for myself, saving me time and money. Thank you, Ben. Know that you are appreciated. Judy, thank you so much. You are appreciated as well. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show and leave that amazing rating and review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please pause the episode right now and do it as it makes a big, big difference for the show and the ability for us to reach more lives. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's have a fun conversation with Eric Levi. Eric Levi is the co-founder of HolisticNootropics.com and a certified holistic nutritional therapy practitioner. As an NTP, Eric takes nutrition first approach to health. He's worked with many different people to help them use nutrition to optimize their quality of life. Eric believes that mental health 
is a physiological process and cognitive enhancement is not something that can be achieved just by taking some pills that have a good Amazon review. Instead, true cognitive enhancement comes with the right balance of nutrients, movement, and gratitude. Eric continues to stay up to date with the most current nootropic and holistic health research and promises to to deliver the best solutions possible. Here is Eric Levi. Eric Levi, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. Ben, thank you so much. So excited to, to chat with you today. Me too. And first question off the bat is this. How does somebody who is a comedian in New York City, who's eating lean cuisines, low-fat diet, <laughs> salads, thinking you're doing something right, who ends up actually um, on the floor of a stranger in Miami, where I live, changing your life around. But how do you go from that and share how you got to that point to what you're doing now as a health coach? Oh, man, you just pulled out like the worst <laughs> part of my life. <laughs> hey, hey, how do you turn around just a complete devastating experience into uh, a somewhat moderate lifestyle? Man, it, it was a long journey, dude, you know, which is I think you, you're a health coach. I'm a health coach. Like it's one of the biggest things to impart in people, which is this doesn't happen overnight. You know, like you have to really, first of all, want it. You know, you have to want to change and you have to say, okay, I'm tired of feeling like, you know, crap. And when you hit that point, that's when you start to look for the solution. So a lot of people probably find you like this. You know, a lot of people find me like this. You start Googling around, you start hearing about things. And as soon as you commit to like, I want to start being healthy, how do you do it? And knowing that there's a lot of wrong ways to be healthy, you know, like the lean cuisine thing is, is the best example ever, right? Like how many people go to this grocery store and they buy these lean cuisines, right? Like when I worked in an office, it was salad Monday, every Monday, like the people in my office, it was like, Oh, today I'm getting a salad, you know, Hey, we're ordering out. What do we get? I'm going to get a salad. It's Monday. You know, I, I didn't do so well this weekend. So I'm going to make it all up with a salad, you know? And when you start to, commit and go down the road and start to say, what, like, what is really out there? Are these things they tell me that are healthy? Is it working? You know, like I was a vegan for a little while and I would say there were things that were great. Like I lost a lot of weight. I thought I felt great, but then all of a sudden, like all this other stuff started popping up and I didn't really like honor that. I wasn't honest with myself and saying, man, I don't feel as good as I thought I did. Were you, were you dogmatic about it? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that kind of, that comes with the territory. Yeah. As soon as you commit to veganism, like the rule is the law of veganism is you must tell everyone in your surrounding area that you're a vegan Mm -hmm. and you're better than them. You know, you're saving the world and they're still eating meat, which is the reason climate change and hurricanes and all that stuff. Right. But the thing was, was when I was doing this, you know, I thought it was cool. Like I learned how to cook as a vegan. I learned how to like really get into vegetables and, and, you know, make some pretty wild stuff, you know, like portobello steaks and all these things out of vegetables, right? Things I couldn't, I couldn't fathom eating now, but like back then it was what I was doing. But then all these like weird, like kind of autoimmune things started popping up. My energy was low. My body was much weaker than I thought it was, you know, like I'd go play basketball and I never would leave the court without like just rib bruises, you know, or just kind of weird, like muscle aches and inflammation. But again, you just kind of overlook that. So I mean, my personal story is just a large combination of personal experience and research. You know, before I even thought about health, I worked in um, 
the healthcare industry, more on the insurance side. And that's when the whole system of sick care really like struck me of just how devastating the healthcare system is to people. And I didn't know it back then, but it was like that little seed that was planted that was like, this system is really bad. And when we talk about healthcare, we're not talking about healthcare. We're talking about little band-aids to make people think they're doing better, but that's actually making them worse. You know, all of these pharmaceutical drugs and all these products that we just give people to make them think that they're making progress and then they get worse. And the funniest thing was along the way, I became a nutritional therapy practitioner. And I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association. I got my uh, certification. And part of the certification was I had to practice this procedure called uh, lingual neural testing, where you basically have someone lie down and you give them like a little bit of a supplement on their tongue. They don't take the whole thing. They just put it on their tongue. And there's this interesting response in the body where you can palpate certain points in the body and you can kind of see like okay, if it's something for the liver, you can palpate a part of the liver where there's nerve endings and they can feel a difference. Like if they were sore there initially, are they not sore after the little bit of supplement on their tongue? It's a really cool thing. And part of the certification was I had to do like three or four of these. I put a like a flyer out or a post in this local like social media website. I don't think it's around anymore. And I had like 15 people who came to me as not a certified like health practitioner, just a dude in my apartment in Queens doing these lingual neural tests. And the healthcare system failed these people so much. Like these are people who like they're recovering from cancer. They're diabetic. They have autoimmune. They have gut issues. They have all the stuff that we deal with, right? They've been through the ringer of doctors. They've been to the endocrinologist. They've been to the heart doctors, the cardiologist, all these people. And they're like, I'm going to see what this weirdo in a tiny Queens apartment who's just touching my body in weird places and asking me if it hurts or not. When I put this liver supplement in my mouth, I'm going to trust him with my healthcare because that's how bad the healthcare system is in this country. And that is really what drives me to want to just keep going with this. It's about actually introducing new ways that you don't hear about on NBC News or CNN of helping people get better. So that's that's really kind of like without going into the, you know, the full-on superhero story of, of why I am where I am today. That's a great story. And you're, you're so right. We talk about it a lot here, the, the sick care industry. The first rule that doctors are learning, allopathic doctors, is a cured customer, or I should say a cured patient is a lost customer. Like you said, they're Band-Aids. They're not getting to the cause. As a matter of fact, they fail to neglect there even is a cause. Like diabetes is not even the problem. It is the result of the problem. It is a symptom of an underlying cause. And you could say the same thing for cancer and obesity and all these conditions. But if there is a effect, then we have to acknowledge the cause. So what you do and what we do in this holistic health space, we look at the cause and we work on removing that so then the side effect takes care of itself. So something that you do a really good job at is this uh, topic of nootropics. You have a great website that has a wonderful blog, you do supplement reviews, you have a lot of customization to how to supplement and rotate supplements, which I'm a big fan of supplement rotation, which is holisticnootropics.com. What made you decide to focus on this area? I mean, there's so many areas on health that we could focus on, but why did you decide to create this holistic nootropic website? So I just told you that I became a health coach once I became a nutritional therapy practitioner. And I start working with people and you know I'm seeing 
the biggest thing I learned once I became a health coach is that it's not that people aren't healthy for lack of trying, you know, like the, maybe the biggest brain flip that I've had in the last five years was when you see a fat person or when you see somebody who has like these health issues, it's not that they're not trying, you know, it's not that you can look at somebody and go, oh, you're fat because you just eat McDonald's. No, no, no. A lot of times these people don't eat anything through the day. And then the problem with a lot of these people is they're very susceptible to the marketing of the industry. And they start taking a ton of these supplements. And, you know, like I said, when people would come into my place and I would do these lingual neural tests with them and I would give them these supplements, I'd say, bring your supplements with you so I can test to see if this thing you're using is even working. And man, they would bring me just like, I mean, bags of stuff. We're talking, I mean, just bottles on bottles of supplements and products. And, you know, I would test these little, uh, these powders, these pills, whatever they are on these people. And it's just, they weren't working. And then I have some better quality stuff. Uh, you know, one of my, one of my favorite supplement brands is Biotics Research. You know, it's like pharmaceutical grade, like supplements and, you know, they really work. And there's some great supplement companies out there. Um, and then you would actually see the effect work. And what I started to realize is that there's so much money in the supplement industry. You know, we're talking over $100 billion in the supplement industry. And I'm convinced 99.9 billion of that is just flushed away because people are not getting the benefits of this. And so, you know, on top of that, I start getting into like this idea of biohacking. And I start going into like these biohacking forums and these groups on Facebook and Reddit. And what you see a lot of is you just see a lot of product pushing. You know, you have to see a lot of like glorification of this anti-aging thing, like NMN versus NR, you know, or spermidine or, you know, a glutathione thing or, or uh, whatever it is, right? And people would, you know, put their stacks up there and they'd be like, hey, this is my stack. What do you think? And it would be like a mountain of supplement bottles put together and they would be like, yeah, this is my stack. This is my morning stack. This is my afternoon stack. This is my nighttime stack. This is my middle of the night stack. You know, this is what I take when I'm going on a date. This is what I take when I'm doing homework. I mean, they, there's just stacks for everything. And they're like, what am I missing? And I'm looking at this. I'm like, what are you missing, dude? The only thing you're missing is money from your bank account because you just <laughs> wasted it on all those supplements. How is it not working for you? And for me, it all kind of came together where I start thinking like, Every single one of these supplements has a benefit, you know? You can walk into a GNC and, you know, they have all the lines of shells where it's like digestion and uh, immunity and, uh, you know, skin and all this stuff, right? Every single thing in that store has a benefit. So why not just throw your credit card down and go, give me one of everything you've got and take one of every single thing from every single one of those bottles that you bought at GNC and see how you feel. How do you think you feel? you probably feel pretty crappy. So why are you wasting your time taking all of these supplements if they're not working? Basically what you did was you turn your supplements into a drug habit. And to me, that's a major blind spot that people have in this biohacking space. And what I did with holistic nootropics was I said, okay, we need to get people to understand the foundations of health if they really want to boost their health. And not just their health, I'm focusing. I'm really focused on like mental health. You asked me like, hey, how does how does a broke comedian sleeping on you know air mattresses in Miami Beach go into the health space? Well, 
you know, a lot of time I spent as a comic, I spent as a really bad comic and I spent in just like the worst bars and clubs you could ever imagine. And I'd be around other comedians and other artists and, and, you know, and, and just regular people. And you talk to people and I just found just this insane amount of mental, I don't say mental illness, but just like mental disturbance, you know, depression, anxiety, PTSD, you know, just brain fog. Right. And that to me was tragic because I'm like, dude, you're living the dream. You're in New York doing comedy up on stage for 10, 20 minutes, telling jokes to, to strangers, making them laugh. Like this is the dream and you're still not happy. What's missing. So mental health was always a thing for me that always was like, I want to crack that nut. I want to solve that puzzle. And then I found nootropics through that. And nootropics, for those who don't know, they're basically brain supplements. And you can do it pharmaceutically. You can do it naturally. You can do it synthetically. You know, now nootropics are kind of blending into the rest of like the health sphere. You know, there's a lot of keto things that can be nootropic. I mean, keto itself can be nootropic, right? Ketones are a great source for the brain, right? So it's kind of a broad thing, but, you know, really when people talk about nootropics, they're really talking about more of the synthetic stuff, you know, like the modafinil, even like something like Adderall, you know, the, the racetams. And then, you know, you start getting into the more natural, like mushrooms, like the reishi and the lion's mane and, you know, it goes on and on. Either way, when I created holistic nootropics, it was really a way to help people who are into nootropics and biohacking really understand that. If you want these things to work, if you want the results that you're looking for from nootropics, you have to figure out the foundational stuff, right? You got to get your gut health down, you know, because if you're taking supplements and you don't have a well-functioning gut or digestive system, how are you going to get the nutrients from the supplements? You know, you got to get your metabolism down. Uh, so much of the brain fog and the lethargicness and, and quite frankly, hanger, you know, people are walking around hangry all day. And you probably know this metabolic crises, right? Your, your brain just works up optimally. You can't even muster up enough energy to formulate like a coherent thought or sentence. I mean, that's, that's metabolism, that's blood sugar issues. And then the other thing was, um, is detox, you know, we're surrounded by these toxic chemicals that, you know, our 2 million year old human bodies and brains have never been exposed to with, except for the last like 50 to hundred years. I mean, we're wearing them on our skin. We live in them in our homes, you know, everything. They're on our food. They're in our water. They're in the air we breathe. So if you don't have a detoxification system that is able to properly flush this stuff out, and there's, you know, there's a Venn diagram of these things too, where they all kind of bleed into each other. If you don't get these foundations down, then man, you could have a thousand dollar a day supplement nootropic habit, it still won't make you feel good because the foundational parts of your body have not been addressed. And that's what I try to do with holistic nootropics. Well said, uh, completely agree with you. And I talk a lot about that. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance 
of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I was one of those people, you probably were too, Five, six years ago, I had all these hidden stressors in my life that that were hidden, so I wasn't aware of. And I was taking, I was probably spending like 800 bucks a month on supplements, and I didn't feel a damn difference. But the reason for me was leaky gut, like to your point, I wasn't assimilating it, but I had so much cellular inflammation from silver amalgam fillings and mold in my home at that time that my receptor sites were so inflamed that it didn't matter how much vitamin D or whatever I was taking, it was not being absorbed. And I was pretty much just peeing it out. Maybe I was even doing more harm than good. I was probably taxing my liver because my liver was not even able to detoxify correctly. So when I see people and I get a lot of questions and I know you do too, Eric, you know, what's the best supplements that I should take? I, I always ask them, first of all, what are you taking? And I imagine when you mentioned those 15 people who came to you initially and you did the test, I imagine that they were taking at least these four supplements. And I want to unpack each four of them and kind of get your lens on them. I have my lens on them, but I want to hear yours. Uh, a vitamin D without any of the other fat-soluble vitamins. That's the first one. And I want to hear if that's a problem for you. Fish oil, a synthetic multivitamin, and a probiotic. So are those the, like four common ones you see too? And what's, are, are anything wrong with those four? Well, yeah, there's things that are wrong with them. I mean, on the surface, you go, yeah, those are all great. Like, what's wrong with that, right? Fish oil is one of those things that I uh, kind of begun to understand a little bit better a couple of years ago. When somebody put it to me like this, they go, think about think about fish oil. Where does fish oil come from? It comes from fish. Okay, cool. Think about how they package that, right? And as soon as you start thinking about that with any supplement, how do they package it? You go, oh, okay, all bets are off, right? With any supplement. But fish oil is especially problematic because... How, they catch a fish, okay? The second they pull the fish out of the water, the fish is dying. The fish is dead. The fish is sitting in a crate or a barrel somewhere and it's just oxidizing. And it's just oxidizing and rotting and becoming rancid. And then they take that fish and, you know, in all transparency, I've never been to a fish uh, oil packaging facility. So I don't know. I don't know all the minute details of how this works. I know there are like some advanced techniques that they use to help keep the quality high. But for the most part, you're getting a like a rancid toxic product and you know one of the biggest problems i think in the entire like food system is rancid fats um rancid oils and when you take a fish oil like that yeah it's going to be bad now there are some i'm familiar with like good fish oils out there that they actually use a specific process i can't think of the name of it where it has to do with like at a biochemical level like a molecular level like like detaching the the lipid backbone and putting things in and 
esters and all this stuff, but it's a product that I just, I, I would rather just eat fish. You know, I'd rather just Me eat too. sardines, you know? So yeah, I think, I think it's one of those products that like, man, it's just like that classic bottle of Costco fish oil, you know, where you walk by and it's like 300 pills of fish oil. And you're like, yeah, this is great. And you don't realize like it's the bottom of the barrel worst quality. And like you said, probably doing more harm than good stuff that you could, that you could possibly put in your body. Yeah. And, and before you move on to the next ones, I, I agree with you. I talk a lot about the fish oil. It's estimated that 83% of the fish oil is rancid before you even purchase it because of that whole process. But let's say it's the 17% of the companies who do it the right way. However, they do it, flash freezing and processing it the right way, testing for contaminants. There are some companies that do that. However, it's such an unstable fat like vegetable oils. Uh, PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids, you were saying they're so toxic. I agree. The reason they're so toxic is because they have these double bonds that attract a lot of oxygen. Fish oil has even more double bonds than vegetable oils, making it even more unstable. And imagine that mixing with your warm body temperature and stomach acids, it turns it rancid. So eat the fish is the point we're trying to make. There's no need to supplement with fish oil. That has turned into a big pharma industry, the fish oil uh, supplement industry. So I want to make that point for the audience and you made it really well. Eat the fish once a week. Your body could actually make its own fish oil, EPA and DHA through you know uh, parent essential oils. You could get that from plant-based sources, but just eat the fish is the point. Yeah. And you know what I especially love actually is um, I actually really enjoy like cod liver, uh, like cod liver in cans. If I'm going to do fish oil, um, and I, you know, I eat a lot of like red meat and eggs and these sorts of things. Like I have a lot of fat in my diet and protein. I don't see the need to get like specific omega threes from fish. And, um, yeah, I've always been suspicious of the fish industry. Like, you know, when you hear about things like, um, Fukushima or oil spills yeah. or these things, I'm like, why would I ever like the, to me, the ocean is a toilet. So I've always been sus suspect of fish, but I'll, like, I'll eat it every once in a while. I, I never feel like better after I eat fish. I go, I'm just, I'm just mixing it up because maybe I think I should, but yeah, if you're going to do it, like eat, just eat fish, eat good fish, obviously. Or, you know, like I said, like sardines are great or the cod, like the cod liver in the cans. I actually really, I would eat those even without the health benefits. You know, I, I enjoy those that much. You said vitamin D. Yeah. The, the craze about vitamin D, like every time I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and he says, take 5,000, I use vitamin D. I like, I go crazy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, stop it. He finally started saying like, oh, take it with vitamin K or something like that. But it, it's like, yeah, the damage is done. Like people are just taking vitamin D. And to me, it's like, where are you going to get 5,000 IUs of vitamin D in nature? Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, right? These fat soluble vitamins, like they're packaged perfectly in, you know, these fatty food, like butter, right? And mm -hmm. eggs and these sorts of, and meats and things like this this is where you get your vitamin or go out in the sun. And, you know, you live in Miami, I live in Puerto Rico. You know, it's easy for us to go, hey, get out in the sun. When I lived in Boston, it was impossible. <laughs> you know, right. it was like, it was difficult, especially from the months of like October to, to April. So I understand like why people take vitamin D, vitamin K. Do I think it's the worst thing in the world? I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But if you're going to do it, there's plenty of products out there, good quality products that are like vitamin D, K, you know, they're emulsified, you know, something like that, I think is a much better alternative. And I would highly recommend people do. But yeah, the vitamin D on its own, I don't think is any good. Yeah, agreed. And if you already purchased the vitamin D by itself, what you can do 
is have it with like a fatty meal to kind of balance it out. And I'm not opposed to taking vitamin D, like you just said, Eric. I think it's a good idea because it's kind of hard to get all the sunlight that we get here in Miami and Puerto Rico. But just take it with all the other fat-soluble vitamins and make sure you're keeping your insulin low because vitamin D and insulin have an inverted relationship. So you have to do the work and change your nutrition too. Yeah. And there's there's also the aspect of like the bone health, right? So like, you know, there's a magnesium component, there's a phosphorus component, there's a calcium component, right? And I, I would never tell anybody to take a calcium supplement. But if you're going to like start going down that road, like you said, take it with a fat because that's how it's the best assimilated in your body. But yeah, I do understand why people take it, but it's just, I think most people aren't taking it correctly. What about synthetic multivitamins like that have like folic acid and other synthetic ingredients? Is there an issue with that? Of course. Yeah. I, I actually had this guy on my podcast. You probably know him. His name's Sean Wells. Yeah. And he was, we were talking about multivitamins and he was a formulator for years, you know, and he's like, yeah, most multivitamins are being made incorrectly. He's like, I, it took me two years to formulate a multivitamin because there's so many components, like you're literally putting 20, 30, 40 things in one little capsule. And you have to remember, like we said, where do you find 5,000 IUs of vitamin D in nature? Well, where do you find 5,000 IUs of vitamin D plus like 10,000 U's of uh, vitamin A plus beta carotene plus calcium plus all these different things, right? You, you don't. So the body doesn't know like what to do with something like that, right? If anything, you know, people forget like the body works in ratios, you know, like I learned this when I started understanding minerals and running hair mineral tests. It's like, you can't just douse somebody with zinc, you know, you can't just overdose on cal because all these things, they work together and all these vitamins, the B vitamins, even vitamin C, like you have a rate limiter in your body that won't let you take in more vitamin C than it can handle. You'll have diarrhea. So it's the same thing with all of these supplements. So it's like, you know, I call it like the multivitamin McDonald's syndrome, where it's like, I really believe that most people who are taking these multivitamins are doing it because the rest of their diet is kind of a disaster. And they go, well, if I take my multivitamin, I kind of cover all my bases and, you know, I can go do all the other stuff. And I'm not one to judge anybody's lifestyle. I've been there myself. But when you really want to dial in your health, and I don't even go down the road of like, well, the multivitamin is better than nothing. I think nothing is better than multivitamins. I just think you're just wasting money at that point. And you might even be taxing your liver and kidneys at that point. Yeah, good point. And last was uh, probiotics. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to probiotics, but I am opposed to taking the same one for too long. Do you see an issue with that, taking the same strains for ex extended period of time, creating a problem in the gut? Yeah, I think taking anything. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier uh, supplement rotation, which I think is... You're a big fan of. Yeah, you know, rotate the supplements. It's like, man, hey, the seasons, fall doesn't last all year, spring doesn't last all year. You shouldn't take the same, you know. Probiotics, the specific strains, again, this was a conversation I had with Sean, asking the same question, what do you think of probiotics? And he made a good point. He's like, we barely understand the microbiome. Like, we're talking about bacteria, dude, you know, in, the, in your gut. Like, we barely just started understanding, like, how your gut is, like, 10 to 1 bacteria to human cell. There are, what, billions, trillions of bacterial cells? So you think just taking, like, a few strains of a probiotic are just going to, like, reinvent your gut? I think they have their place. I just think there's a lot of really bad quality stuff. The probiotics I like to take come from a company called Megasporbiotic and they're, they're, they're spore based. You know, they really figured out the science as far as like, how do we get the strains to make it all the way to your gut? 
And how do we give you that without you having to do like this, you know, COVID vaccine thing of keeping it in the fridge at a certain temperature or else it's not going to be any good type deal. So to me, that's really the only probiotic. On, and I know there's other probiotics that kind of um, white label from the same manufacturer they get. So you're basically getting the same product um, with a couple other products, but they're really my go-to. And even with them, you know, I don't do it. Like I like to do a couple times a week of the probiotic, like two, three times a week. Actually, when I got COVID, I went back hard into the probiotics. And I think that that helped a little bit, but nowhere would I say, Hey, you know, take this every single day for years on end, because that's going to, again, we'll probably do more harm than good. Yeah. And I love the spore biotics is why I take it. I go on and off of it. I give my dog the phytospore one. So I imagine your supplement cabinet looks similar to mine where there's a lot of things in there. And my question to you, because I don't really have a strategy on how I personally rotate my supplements. I just do it like innately. Like uh, I took this for a month. Let me get off of it for a couple months and get back on. So that's kind of like my intuition. But do you have a strategy on how you personally rotate your supplements? Basically, like my strategy is right now, I'm doing four days on of taking supplements and three days of not taking supplements. I like that. Other than like, you know, I make a smoothie in the morning. I have some whey protein in there. I'll do a, a mushroom of some, like I have some mushroom powder. So I'll do like any given day. Like one day I might do some lion's mane. One day I might do some chaga. One day I might do some reishi. You know, I was, do, I was uh, using creatine for a while. So those were like my dailies. But, you know, I have like a liver supplement. I'm only taking because I've had it forever and I just want to get rid of it at this yeah. point, which also is not a great strategy with supplements. You know, if you have something, don't take it just to get rid of it. Just yeah. don't take it, you know. But uh, yeah, like four days on, three days off. And then, uh, yeah, because, you know, doing this, like people send me stuff to review. So I have like a lot of stuff I haven't even gotten into yet. So, but I do know like there, of course, there's like some great strategies out there, you know, like with amino acids, for instance, I like to take like alpha lipoic acid or L-theanine. I'll take uh, uh, beta alanine or uh, what's the other one? Taurine, you know, these amino acids. I take those not first thing in the morning, but like about a half hour before I have like my morning smoothie or my breakfast or whatever. Cause you want to take aminos on an empty stomach. And then, you know, with my smoothie, I'll sometimes pop in a B complex. I've got some quercetin and a couple other things that I'll just kind of rotate around throughout the day. Like I don't take my B of my four days. I don't take my B complex every single day, but the one thing I do pretty much take every single day is magnesium. Um, and I don't take a lot. I take probably, what is it like 120 milligrams twice a day. Do you rotate your magnesiums, like types of magnesium, like three and eight, uh, citrate, et cetera, or do you stick with the same one each time? I kind of, yeah, I kind of like switch them in and out, you okay. know, like, uh, I have a, I, right now I have citrate, glycinate and, um, three and eight. And okay. I know three and eight gets a lot of good press, but I will tell you, I am not personally did not like, I don't, I don't like uh, three and eight for me. I don't like to get after my brain directly at the brain. You know, again, the whole program that I have is all about how can we boost the brain by boosting the things in the body. And three and eight is a more brain centric compound. And, you know, people use it who have anxiety, depression, and they see good results with it. I think that's great. I think you should try it for yourself and see if it works. Depression, anxiety, you know, it's not a big issue in my life. So for me, I find that when I take three and eight, it can kind of mess with my sleep a little bit. 
and it could actually have like an opposite effect. It, I don't get so much of the physical effects of it more. Like I kind of get a little bit more like not even focused, just a little more scattered brain with it. Interesting. Yeah. But the, and, and on, on top of that, I know a lot of people like to use magnesium for sleep. And um, this is the thing I've tried a bunch of times. The magnesium glycinate's a big one for sleep. And yeah. I think I've heard uh, Andrew Huberman say he likes three and eight for sleep. And I've tried both of these and both of them don't work for me. I know people are doing very well with magnesium glycinate for sleep. So definitely try it for yourself. I think glycinate of all of them is probably the best one, like kind of like all around champ. Citrate, I think it's a real bad rap, but citrate I think is really good. And um, malate is also uh, a good magnesium type. I just don't have it at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I like that you shared that. It's important to see what's working for you. It's going to be different for everybody. Most people will probably benefit sleep-wise from glycinate, but not everybody. Uh, and I like that you do three days or four days on of supplements, three days off. Uh, I, I typically do like a Sunday off, but I, uh, you're inspiring me to maybe have some more time off because you just got to give your body that break and reset. It's important. Everything in nature is cyclical. On the topic of, of brain health, let's continue here. I love studying BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, such a fascinating process, which is essentially like miracle growth for the brain. You could expand upon it a little bit more. What is BDNF and what are some natural ways, not necessarily supplements, but what are some things we can do in our lifestyle to enhance our BDNF production? Well, I think BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, is a lifestyle phenomenon. You know, I know in the nootropics community, people love to say like, oh, you know, what's, uh, what is it? Like lion's mane or something like, oh, you'll get BDNF from it. Or even like a three and eight, take GABA, you know, whatever, yeah. you'll, you'll get the BDNF, right? BDNF is, and again, this isn't something like where I'll do something and I go, oh yeah, oh, I'm feeling that BDNF. Yeah, baby, give me some <laughs> more of that BDNF. Like you're not gonna get that, right? Um, you just kind of know in your life, like, oh, I feel good. There's, it's probably BDNF, you know? It's like a lifestyle thing. So exercise is probably the biggest BDNF thing, you know, just daily movement, right? Like resistance training. You know, I've really pulled away from the cardio in the last year or so, but I think it has its place, of course. Like cardio is great. Like the runner's high. Pretty sure that's BDNF. That has a BDNF component. Right. Relationships, you know, really spiking your oxytocin and having connections with people. That's BDNF. Learning new things, right? Learning a new language, like genuinely challenging yourself, you know, that's BDNF. So um, it's just so funny how like we look at that as a nootropic thing, but it's really like a, just like a first principle of life. Like, yeah, keep growing, keep doing things keep challenging yourself, keep learning new skills. And, you know, like, do you want BDNF just to say, hey, I've got more BDNF? Or do you want BDNF? Because what that means is in your life, you're actually growing as a person and becoming better and feeling better and having more of an impact. I think the latter is where I see where that fits. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I, I love that answer. BDNF exercise is my favorite way to get it. Movement in general, like you said, is my favorite way to get it. For For me, I, I feel it just in my day-to-day, -day, like you said. You just remember names better. You're just more mentally clear, more resilient overall. Uh, music might sound a little bit better. You know th That's why a lot of people, when you're driving to the gym for a workout, maybe you're listening to, the, to music on your way to the gym, and it sounds good. You work out, and now you're driving home from the gym. The music sounds much, much better. 
that that's like a BDNF thing, but it's a su- subtle thing that if you're not aware of, you, you don't understand that it's happening. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation. And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results. Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. I want to transition here and talk about some of the best ways, uh, supplement-wise, to lower postprandial glucose. A lot of people have metabolic inflexibility. It's estimated that 88% of Americans are metabolically inflexible and they have this high glucose postprandial, meaning after eating a meal. So what are your, your favorite ways and methods to lower that postprandial glucose? So, I mean, there's like a number of products out there that are good for that sort of thing. Probably the number one like natural compound that could probably do that for you would be like a dihydroberberine or something like that. A lot of people take regular berberine, but now there's this product dihydroberberine, which is just a more you know, bioavailable form of that compound. I've always loved chromium. Chromium uh, was a thing that kind of worked for me. I know there's like several forms of it, chrom- chromium picolinate. You know, I don't think you'll go wrong with any of those forms as far as I know. Um, and then there's like cinnamon, there's, you know, banaba leaf. There's a couple of these things. But to me, the number one way to do this is to stack your day for success in the morning And by that, I mean, eating a high protein, high fat breakfast will keep you from having these sugar highs and lows. And as far as postprandial glucose, like I I really don't know, you know, I think it's, that's kind of a work in progress type thing. Like we have our bio individuality, like food affects us all differently. You know, I remember I was talking to this girl and she wore a CGM and she was, uh, I think she was a type one diabetic and she just, for the heck of it, was just experimenting with all these different foods, you know? And we always learn like, oh, sweet potatoes are better than white potatoes. But for her, white potatoes actually spiked her blood sugar much less than sweet potatoes, you know? Uh, Actually white bread, she did much better with than like uh, asparagus or something like that, right? So to me, when you start talking about postprandial glucose and glucose spikes and these sorts of things, it really gets, for me, a little bit too far into the weeds as far as like 
well, you know, I can tell you what works, but, but I can't, you know, like you don't know unless you, unless you are wearing like a CGM and then you start experimenting with some of these compounds, like the compounds I listed will help you. But again, these are patches, they're band-aids. If you, you have to fundamentally get at this thing. And then of course there's the gut aspect. How well are you even digesting this stuff to begin with? You know, what kind of diabetic or pre-diabetic situation are you getting into this in the first place, right? So like, you know, the way I metabolize something is going to be much different than the way somebody who, you know, is overweight and pre-diabetic or diabetic is going to metabolize things. Um, maybe the dihydropyrrhine doesn't work for them. A lot of people like to take something like metformin. And that's another weird one where it's like, hey, I love to go the natural route as much as anybody, but it sounds like metformin has some amazing benefits for people. And then of course, there's like the whole idea of, and call me crazy, moving after you eat. That's, right? That would work for everybody, I believe. Yeah. So like, you know, like one thing I'm just like, I'm, I'm just a Nazi about is like taking a walk after I eat, you know, every single meal. It's like, I eat, I, I got to go for a walk, dude. Got to go for a walk. It's a great habit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good habit. And I just, I just have to do it. And I, and now it's to the point where it's like, it's so ingrained in me where it's, it's just this natural to do. It's, it doesn't take a lot of work, but man, if you're like, dude, I can't buy all these supplements. I don't have health insurance. Like, you know, or I'm intermittent fasting and I don't eat breakfast. Okay. Totally get it. Just walk after you eat. That's the best way you're going to handle that. Yeah. That will work for everybody. I believe that the walk 10 minutes, only 10 minutes is all you need, but you know, longer would be better. Last thing I want to talk about with you, Eric, before we wrap it up, People who do keto, a lot of people who do keto, one of the main problems I see with those who do keto is the inability to break down the increased fat they're eating on keto. And what's required to do so, as you know, is bile from the liver. And the gallbladder has been removed from many, many people here in America, unfortunately. So a lot of people don't even have a gallbladder, but let's say even if you do have a gallbladder, that liver is a sluggish liver producing sluggish bile, which will cause you to have some digestive issues, maybe some detoxification issues. So what are your, your favorite ways for optimizing the gallbladder and the liver and producing healthier bile? Oh man, I love the gallbladder, dude. It's so cool. Like we're on the same wavelength with this because like what you said just there, gallbladder removal surgery, that is, if not number one, it's like top three most common outpatient surgeries in the country. Like yeah, so many is. people are living without gallbladders and it's, and it's one of those things that we were talking about earlier you know, the sick care system, doctors just look at that thing and they're like, oh, you got a little, a little tingle right there. Yeah. Let's just pull that thing out. You know, that's gonna be a problem. Let's just pull it out. You're not going to fix it with diet. You're not going to fix it with supplements. That's all woo woo nonsense. That's quackery. Let's just pull that thing out. You'll feel better. Uh, meanwhile, you know, you just got like bile just dripping all over your internal organs and it's, uh, you can't assimilate fats. You can't even, you can't even eat anything you used to love to eat because it just drives you crazy. So first of all, like when we're talking about digestion in general, like digestion is so tied to sleep in the circadian rhythm. It is so crazy. And again, this is something I'm just now starting to pick up. Like one thing I would highly recommend people do, if anything, any recommendation is get an aura ring or get some kind yeah. of sleep tracker, knock your sleep out of the park. Because when you do that, like every health issue that you're concerned, it just, it's over. And gallbladder function is no different, you know? So Sleep, number one, mastering your circadian rhythm, eating earlier in the day, because, you know, when you start eating later in the day, your whole digestive process slows down. Uh, yeah, your gallbladder becomes sluggish because, you know, you're forcing it to work at the hours that it's not supposed to work. What kind of things can help optimize the gallbladder? Believe it or not, eating more fat. 
more high quality fat, right? Like the saturated fat, the butter, the egg yolks, the red meat, you know, because what you get is this activation of this peptide called cholecystokinin. And when the cholecystokinin starts rocking, it starts signaling the gallbladder to contract and get that bile out of there. And it helps you feel full too. It helps you feel full. It's also a nootropic. There's a nootropic effects from cholecystokinin. You know, it's like when you eat fat, why do you feel better? Like, why does it, why is there like this body mind connection of fat? You know, the brain's made of fat and then somehow fat releases this peptide that goes straight to your brain. It has these plyotropic effects all throughout your GI tract. So it's, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, you want to activate the gallbladder with fat. Is it any surprise too, that we've been obsessed with this low fat diet for so long and gallbladder removal surgery is so popular, right? That's a good point. It's crazy, right? You know, as far as like nutrients you could do for the gallbladder, there's uh, there's the ox bile supplements people like to use. I believe those are more for people who don't have gallbladders. And I don't think if you have a gallbladder, you really want to go down that road because I also believe in the idea of not like superseding your body's own natural innate abilities to do yeah. stuff. Making it lazy, huh? Yeah, right. So to me, the best thing is taurine. And there's even this uh, nutrient called Tutka, which I've never used, so I don't have an experience with it, but it seems to be a lot, uh, all the rage within a lot of the nootropics community and wellness community because it is a, it's a liver gallbladder specific nutrient that's like, from what I understand, taurine on steroids. How do you spell that? I haven't heard of that before. Tutka is T-U-D-C-A. Interesting. Okay. Uh, beets are also really good for the gallbladder, but the only thing with beets is, um, beets are very high in oxalates. So, uh, you don't want to go too crazy with beets. Uh, although I do think they have their place. And then of course, if you're focusing on gut health in any way, shape or form, if you're working on your digestion, if you're making enough hydrochloric acid, if you have the right enzymes popping, um, the gallbladder is just naturally going to work better. Um, your liver is going to work better. And then of course there's the, you know, glucose component, the sugar component where this is where the gallbladder really like does a lot of its work. So you don't want to overburden it with, with too much, you know, sugar and glucose, you know, keto or not, that's, that's debatable, but some simple things with the liver is don't burn it with too many chemicals, you know, try to stay away from things with too much glyphosate in it, you know, that can disrupt your liver function, too many GMOs, too many, uh, you know, like the chemicals in your water. Um, just try to eat as natural as you can, um, which I know can be a challenge for people, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Do the best you can with your resources and just get better. That's the goal. That was awesome. Awesome share. I think it was going to, I believe this is a valuable conversation for those who are going to listen to it. Where is the best place to go check you out? List your website. You have your podcast, which I'm about to go on after we finish this recording and share your social media and where everybody else can find you. Yeah. So the best place is uh, go to holisticnootropics.com. On the homepage right at the very top, we have a free supplement buying guide. So if you are looking to buy supplements, I know we talked a lot about supplements here and you want to start buying supplements, do so the right way, buy the best quality stuff. And I don't give you supplements to buy. I just tell you all the ingredients to look out for that, believe it or not, you find in these products that are on the counters in stores. And especially if you're buying stuff on Amazon, which I don't recommend people do. Um, but if you do, make sure you look at the label and you see the extra ingredients. And in my guide, I will point out all of those ingredients that you specifically want to avoid and the reasons why you want to avoid that. So go to holisticnootropics.com download the supplement buying guide. Otherwise, 
You can catch the Holistic Nootropics YouTube channel. And we just started the Holistic Nootropics Instagram channel, which I'm going to start loading up with stuff. So if you want to get early dibs on that, find Holistic Nootropics on Instagram. We're going to put all that in the show notes. We have Rachel. We'll put that together for you. When you say don't, you don't prefer to buy an Amazon, is that because... Well, I, I want to get clear on that. So if you're buying, like, let's say like Designs for Health, right? Which make it's a great company. So if you're buying from Amazon Designs for Health, from Designs for Health, it should be the same ingredients, no? In there? Well, sh- you would hope that it's the actual product you're buying. You would hope that when you buy a product from Designs for Health, they're going to ship you a product from Designs for Health. But Amazon is a wild place, man. Um, I know because I'm, you know, uh, I'm very tight with uh, several Amazon sellers. And there's a lot of shenanigans on Amazon. And what you get are these people, and I'm still not clear on how it happens, but basically they're hijackers. And a lot of them, you know, there's like these, these shady businesses and there's these practices. If you, I'm sure you can find how to do this on like TikTok business, uh, you know, where they're like, here's how you make, you know, $1,000 a week. You know, you go on an Amazon profile, you create a, your own profile. You can basically like, hijack their listing, put your own stuff in there. And, you know, when you go into Amazon and, you know, you start messing around with like the delivery methods, you know, you start buying stuff from all kinds of different places. These warehouses ship out products that aren't the actual product that you're buying. In fact, uh, I believe it was 2019, there was a major issue with a uh, probiotic from, I don't know if it was from Procter & Gamble or a Procter & Gamble affiliated company where uh, it was a probiotic and people were buying this probiotic and it was shipping in the bottle of the probiotic, but it wasn't the probiotic. Hmm. And this is a, a problem all across Amazon, but especially in the supplement space. And, you know, yeah, you can get designs for health. You can get now, you can get some pretty good quality stuff. But at the same time, there's a lot of, you know, people who are just kind of white labeling stuff and putting it on there like, hey, this is a, you know, a creatine product, or this is a liver gallbladder product, or it's a detox product, and it's a turmeric product. And, by the way, if you're buying turmeric products, just know that most of that stuff, when it, it's coming from China, or really any product for that matter, they get paid by the weight. So what a lot of them do is they put like heavier stuff into the actual product to kind of weigh down the product a little bit more. So you're actually so they've done tests on these a lot of these turmeric products, for example, that come from China, and they're loaded with all kinds of metals and lead and mm. sorts of these sorts of things. I know I was talking about. Um, Biotics Research earlier, great supplement company. You can only get them through a provider. They have an Amazon listing, but they've made it clear to all of us who are their providers, they don't have an Amazon listing. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you'll find a Biotics Research listing on Amazon, but that's not coming from Biotics Research. That's coming from some other third party who's not even affiliated with the company. On Amazon for them, I'm going to look it up right now. Does it show that the company is the... like? I want to see what it looks like. Um, what's the name of the company again? Biotics Research. Biotics Research. That's interesting. Yeah, let me yeah. see. Yeah. And uh, I've had the same thing with... Um, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to like miss. So the biotic store here, that's not them, we are saying. Right. You're, you cannot buy biotic stuff. <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't exactly know what the deal with that is. I don't know what their connection is. But all I know is they've made it clear, we don't sell products on Amazon. So not to mention, you know, when you buy some of these products, like there are some amazing products out there from some companies that are not like designs for health or pure encapsulations or some of these companies, um, they're making some really good high quality stuff. 
support those businesses, you know, support them directly so they don't have to pay the extra Amazon fees or That's whatever company you like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, because those, you know, they got to keep that in an Amazon fulfillment warehouse, cost them money to do versus you just give them the money directly. You're still going to get the package and however many, maybe it's not prime, but you know, if you really believe in the company and the product that you're buying from, I do really encourage people just to go directly from the company. And then, you know, they'll start sending you discounts and coupons and things like that. They want to keep your business. So um, I just think it's a good habit as a consumer to, to, you know, avoid Amazon for supplements specifically, but you know, you got to do what you got to do again. It's a fair point. No, it's great. I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I do get most of my supplements directly. I use a company called Systemic Formulas for most of mine, and I get it directly from them. But it's good to know about these listings that might not necessarily be the companies. It's it's fascinating. So good good to have that awareness. Eric, thank you, brother, for uh, coming on the podcast, for the work that you're doing, the, the lives that you're changing, and your podcast, your YouTube channel, or your new Instagram, and the things that you're doing are awesome. The world needs this information because of sick care, like you mentioned, and all the bad information and all the people suffering. So you're doing a great job at educating them. You got great energy, and I appreciate the conversation. And thanks for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, looking forward to having you on my podcast, my man. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Eric. I was just on his podcast. So go subscribe to his podcast titled The Holistic Nootropics Podcast. We'll put a link down below. Go check out his website, holisticnootropics.com. And his social media will drop all of that down below, including detailed notes about everything we spoke about today. Go show him some love on social media. Let him know you heard him on the Keto Camp podcast. And hey, text this episode to a friend, somebody who might be taking the wrong supplements and they have no idea. They're just looking at Amazon and looking at reviews and maybe maybe doing it wrong. So copy and paste the link of this episode, text it to a friend, and please leave the Keto Camp podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. Thanks so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.